the talk started to get worse. Um, this one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this minotaur. I've told you the story before. Or no, 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 no. So I had this, do you know what a minotaur is? So, no, explain. So it, huge body, right? Like just guy was jacked, red skin, had a head of a, of a bull. And you seen this in the night. Yeah. I woke up and he had around my bed, I think five or six cloaked in black, like demonic people surrounding my bed. And I was like, and it reminds me of, uh, it kind of reminds me of, uh, you ever watch uh, like uh, Star Wars? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget the name of like one of the, I forget one of the, the Dark Lords or he always had the hood on, he had the white face. Well, they look like those people, mm-hmm. right? It was just like, so I freaked out. So I jumped out of my bed and like, they're all like, and they're like laughing at me. And like, so, so I ran over to the light, I turned them on, I turned on the light, and poof, they were gone. Hello and welcome, and this is the DC Talks Podcast. You are tuned in for episode 27. I'm with the main man here, David Cinelli, and I'm your co-host, Agent Double O, DC. Welcome. What's up, up, brother? How are you? I'm good. How's your week going so far? All right. All right. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. In a good way. In a good way. But you're closing deals though, right? It's closing deals. Yeah. But then you just, sometimes the paperwork is not always much fun. Yeah. (laughs) The admin stuff is like where you get Yeah. Julia helps me with most of it. But sometimes like today there was a couple of things missed and you're like, you know, like this one week I have like three or four deals and it's like small things were just missed. Like, oh, you forgot to check mark here and there. Mm -hmm. Like the funny thing is the lawyers don't care, but my office cares. Yeah. Just being thorough. Yeah. Amazing. I'm, I'm happy to know that, uh, You've been having a lot of success lately with closing deals, a lot of opportunities. It's a blessing. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, amazing, man. Well, uh, for today's show, what we really wanted to talk about is like your history, especially with your faith and Catholicism. I know something, this is, uh, you grew up in a Catholic family, yep. but over time, you've decided to uh, go your own way, uh, as I like mm-hmm. to put it. But we really just want to discuss with you your history and like growing up in the Catholic family, going to Catholic church and deviating from that. Uh, What are some of the things that you saw Mm -hmm. and what are some of the things that you didn't agree with that made you look the other way? So, and I always put a disclaimer out here. It's uh, it's funny. Two things. It's uh, when we talk about my path, it's not your path or anybody else's path. mm -hmm. So this is just my personal journey. I'm not saying you have to do anything I'm doing, you know, and, and that's, this is just your story. This is my story. And mm-hmm. that's, it is what it is, you know, I've had some flack for it because people just like, I've had family members said, just do what you're told. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but that's not my nature. So, and also we're talking about, you know, Christianity and like being saved and like, again, your path with your, with your relationship with God is your path. So I wanted mm-hmm. to just make that clear before we, before we get into it. I am not saying anybody's in my same path as I am, but this is, that's why I just want to put that disclaimer. disclaimer. Yeah, just a For disclaimer. Sure. Yeah. Because it is a very touchy topic. It is very touchy. And I don't want people saying, you can't say this. And I'm like, listen, this is my relationship with God. Led me to this certain, certain path. And your relationship with God may lead you somewhere totally. And it should lead you somewhere totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, you are not me. You're not DC. No. Yeah. You you are who you are. Exactly. And you just own that. Believe in that and just go with your life the way you want to live it. Right. Well, yeah. Well, the path that God's given you to go with, it's mm. going to be very different. 
to believe you need to do what you want to do. That's that's the devil's bath. <laughs> Just make that clear. For sure. And that's what I, that's what I was trying to say, right? It's yeah. you have like your own faith in the way you want to believe in things and whatever works the best for you according to that path. Then dwell in that. But the thing is just not casting judgment upon other people uh, because, you know, who who are you to judge other people for what they believe in, right? Uh, we're here to hear your story out, what, what what happened with you. And I want to start off by just asking you a couple of things first, right? For the people who are not familiar with the Catholic Church, uh, what are the core beliefs and teachings uh, of the Catholic Church and how have they evolved over time in your eyes? Well, it's, it's funny. When you look at the Catholic Church... Uh, you know, the Pope is the head of the church, mm-hmm. and uh, it's even said in some of the catechisms that, you know, if there's a discrepancy between the Pope and the Bible, go with what the Pope says. Basically, he's supposed to represent the representation of God on earth, uh, and obviously you have different churches that follow that. They have in the certain levels, you know, with, with along the way down. And yeah, like there's, there's certain beliefs that they... They have statues in the property, which, you know, there are like so of, of Mother Mary and of Jesus and the crucifix. And then they have, um, you know, every single church is built on a relic of a deceased saint. Uh, and these are kinds of things that I didn't know at the time, which didn't resonate well with me. But again, they they preached. It was started, I believe, by back in Constantine's time. And he was the ruler of uh, the Roman Empire, hence the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, he was a sun-worshipping god. Uh, sorry, one sun worshiping. Uh, uh, he was a sun worshiper. Sorry, his emperor, I guess it was. And I think at the time, Catholic, sorry, uh, Christianity started to take over. And basically, he uh, he kind of. It seems a lot of the traditions that they've had in there have been merged based on Constantine and mm-hmm. some of the traditions that we don't even know where we got them from. Mm-hmm. It goes back to pagan rituals in which we've basically canonized, sprinkled holy water on. Um, that's just doing through some research and like. So if you look at even things like. Uh, you know, like our Easter, for example, why is it called Easter? It goes back to the ancient goddess Esther, which has nothing to do with Jesus Christ, even though it happened around exactly. It happens around the same time that they celebrate, you know, the the equinox, right? Yeah. Um, so those kinds of things bothered me, right? Mm. It just kind of bothered me. Like, why, do, why is there bunnies and stuff in, in the Catholic Church and eggs? And so you found out what well, was a pagan ritual, which came in from, you know, Esther would fall from heaven in an, in an egg. And that's why you go Easter egg hunting. If you found her egg, you'd be bestowed with all these gifts, you know, and that's, it's supposed to bring fertility to, to the land. And it's named after her, Esther. Mm. So if you equate the Easter egg or the Easter egg bunny, bunnies again decide for fertility with Jesus Christ's resurrection. It's like, it's a little bit of a disconnect, right? Mm. So that's why like a true Christian will not call it Easter Sunday. They'll call it Resurrection Sunday. Because they're trying to take away the goddess name. Got you. And at what point in your life did you realize that you don't align with this? We left the Catholic Church. I say we as my family, uh, 2009, September 2009. September. What what significant event happened that has you remembering September? Because people can say, yeah, it happened around 2009. But you were very specific. You said September. What happened in September? So um, back to my journey at that time, you know, since I was a kid, I was visited by a lot of ghosts. I remember always trying to find the journey. We've talked a little bit about that, yeah. um, being spiritually attacked, et cetera. Um, always asking questions about Catholic faith. Had priests come into our house to do exorcisms once, when like, yeah, 18. Like, there was definitely a presence around our home. Um, went away to university and kind of got away from the Catholic faith or the faith in general, just got away from wasn't what, there. It was. What does know, that look like to you, like getting away? Is it not going to church? Is it not praying? Is it what all is of it? it? Everything. Yeah, pretty hedonistic, yeah. you know, like, you know, lots of drinking, partying, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just not 
being Christian basically and like not even thinking about God and stuff like too. And it was a, it was weird. It was a weird journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, caught back here and then around 2008, I believe it was 2008. No, no, before that, sorry. 2006, I had an ex-girlfriend, um, which was, I think, clinically crazy. <laughs> uh, and she was stalking me and doing all this weird stuff, right? And I met with, oh, with a friend of ours who kind of got me down the path of like, well, think, well, you have a hex. You have a hex on her. And we talked to this Reiki master who removed stuff. But you felt things leaving your chest. And next thing you know, like you felt different and helping to get this person away. I found that, you know, I kept getting attacked spiritually. So maybe there's another path. Maybe the Catholic faith wasn't it because Catholic faith tried to get me these spiritual attacks and never stopped these spiritual attacks. It actually got worse sometimes. And then um, I thought, well, let me start this other path, you know, mm-hmm. like Reiki, um, you know, all this other new Reiki? age. Yeah, like it's new age stuff, okay. you know. Uh, well, if you don't learn about the time, but you know a lot about a numerology and chakras and healing and writing things down. Spiritualism, and, everything, the whole Yeah, thing. exactly. And we used to go into Reiki groups. And every time we used to go into these Reiki groups, I used to see visions. And then even the Reiki master, the head person would always focus on me and my journey. And But then shit started happening, man. Like um, one time, I don't know if it's a dream or not, but I felt like I was abducted by an alien. I suddenly woke up and I had like a, and that they were taking experiments on me. And I woke up, I had this scar on my arm where they inject me. I'm like, that's not normal. And I, I go to talk to the class and they're like, oh yeah. Like the Reiki master goes, oh yeah, it sounds like you got, well, you were chosen for something. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so things started to not make sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, another time, uh, my wife and I were in bed at my parents' house uh, oh no! Sorry, that was a different time. I got attacked. My wife got my wife and I got attacked one time at my parents' house with the demon and stuff too. Um, but I was I think that was after we left. Um, There's one time I woke up in the middle of the night. Again, during Reiki, falling new age, thinking, reading all the you know Eckhart Tolle books and Deepak Chopra mm-hmm. and all that. I was deep into the, the power of now and all this other yeah. stuff, right? And the talk started to get worse. Um, this one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this minotaur. I've told you the story before. Or no, 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 no. So I had this, do you know what a minotaur is? It's no, a, explain. So it, huge body, right? Like just guy was jacked, red skin, had a head of a, of a bull. And you seen this in the night. Yeah. I woke up and he had around my bed, I think five or six cloaked in black, like, demonic people surrounding my bed and i was like and it reminds me of uh it kind of reminds me of a you ever watch uh like uh, star wars a little bit yeah yeah yeah. uh i forget the name of like one of the i forget one of the the dark lords or he always had the hood on he had the white face well they look like those people Mm -hmm. right it was just like so i freaked out so i jumped out of my bed and like they're all like and like laughing at me and so i ran over to the light i turned them on i turned on the light and poof they were gone and i was like and and you're seeing them in this, so you can imagine yourself being in a in a dark room, and as if is it are they illuminating or are they just you actually seeing the room as it is, with pretending as if the lights are on and they're just in the well, it was light enough outside to like it was it was to, it's, to, 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 to see that to see that okay, right? um, and then so then they were gone, and I went to go talk to um, the next Reiki class we had, I said explain what was going on. They're like, oh yeah yeah that happens. I'm like what do you mean? They're like. 
oh, they're just challenging you, is what my master told us at the time. She goes, you know, you're, oh, they're just challenging you and pushing you to your abilities. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, so you're telling me that demons and everything exist and they're there just to challenge me. And it's like, and I she should be seeing this as a good omen. as a good thing towards prosper me towards better things in life. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, so this is it was it was just in settle well with me. And I've as a kid always I when it came to church and religion and all this stuff to it, I'd ask questions and again, no one gave us a lot of answers, right? So that's kind of why. Things until I until I left the Catholic Church, I didn't realize why I didn't answer them because some of them didn't know the answers why they did things. Like why do you do all like why do you do all these rituals? Like for example, Easter we talked about earlier. Well, why do you do that Easter ritual? Why is that? Well, it goes back to a pagan. And I didn't. My eyes weren't open until until a certain point. So this was happening, and I just felt a really uneasiness in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Then I had a cousin, his name is Stephen, uh, Stephen Zampini, he's watching this. So we, Stephen and I got close uh, and we started talking conspiracy. These were over his dad's house one night. We're smoking cigars, we're talking about conspiracies. And I just kind of dug deep into conspiracies. And it kept coming back to me over and over again. Like the root of all these conspiracies comes back to a satanic agenda, mm-hmm. the devil's agenda. One of the agendas was was like to put a veil over your eyes, and you know this new age stuff is just a path to get you away from Christ. Because if you're not following Jesus Christ, you're on the other path. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter if it's Buddha. Doesn't matter if it's all this. And again, this is what I was reading, and I said, "Well, I was doing Reiki. There's no way that this is down the other path." But bells started going off in my head, and. One of the things, I know this is a long answer to your why. September no, 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 go on. So one of the things that was a telltale signs of a satanic culture or, or teachings, I guess you would say, would be the use of astrology and numerology. Mm-hmm. So the Reiki class obviously uses chakras and the numerology. But numerology is huge in this new age movement, mm-hmm. right? So I was already reading this and I was already uneasy in this. And then, then I started reading some of the conspiracies, what happened even with our own faith, with all, with the Catholic faith and certain Protestant religions and all of them. Like, listen, this, I'm not saying my path is different. I'm just like, I'm not with a religion at all at this point. Because, and I'm still not because I went back to the basic roots. All right. So this is kind of like, I'm just doing a disclaimer. I'm not saying I'm, because I found faults with all of them. So, yeah. like, so I've also put a disclaimer out there too. I'm a Christian, but I don't have a, a quote unquote religion to follow, mm-hmm. right? And because of this. So, and uh, at this point, I've already started to pull away. And the Reiki master had called me and she's like, hey, we're going to do this. We have this big high date coming up. I said, well, what date is that? Mm-hmm. She's like, September 9th, 2009. She goes, it's 999. It's a huge high holiday for us. 999. And, I, and that was God's way of saying to me, wake up right now. Because if you don't know, the 666, right? Is, you see it everywhere. 666, Every, it's, music, it's the number movies, of the beast. It's, yeah. it's everything. And all 999 is, is the upside down. So if you see 999, it's 666. It all comes together in the same, the same number, right? Mm-hmm. So the devil can read, they always talk about reading back. If you read things backwards and forwards, it's, it means the same thing. So that's yeah. why, or if you take the same words and you jumble them, like that's why there's a whole movement against Santa Claus because if you rearrange the word Santa, you can spell Satan. Anyway, there's, I can go off 
all day. Oh, I got, my, my, my wife went nuts on me when I talked about it. I wouldn't just celebrate Santa Claus. My kids went crazy. Like, not my kids, my parents. Anyway. Especially in dinner parties. Like, oh, you, must my be, God. you must be it, stopped. <laughs> oh, I was. And at this point, I just got really entrenched in it. So at that point, we made a decision. I turned to Natalie and said, we're not ever going into one of those classes again. Burn everything we've ever taught them. Let's get rid of all this new age stuff right now. Mm-hmm. We did. That was 2009. That was September 9th, 2009. So Natalie was also on the board on board with everything that you were doing at the time too, eh? Yeah, and so she grew up a little different. Than I, like her religion is like in the sense that they weren't always going to church goers. Like we went to church. It was my dad, my, my, my middle brother, Michael, and I would go every day, every Sunday to church. So I grew up with a very strong Catholic faith, I think you'd say too, like one, but but it's also weird. I go to I never feel anything. I never felt as if I got to know him up until this point. Until now, now I've built my relationship with God. I'm like, oh, this is kind of where you want to be. So that only takes kind of a role of she listens to me sometimes and questions me a lot of stuff because I have a lot of ideas and I go and I go kind of when I get into a zone, I go all the way. She brings me in. So her job is to bring me in into kind of reality sometimes mm-hmm. and also to question a lot more. So she's kind of like. Uh, my buffer for with for God, so I don't go too far off of one mm-hmm. thing. Like for example, when I got into conspiracy theories and all the stuff too, and I, I used to go to dinner parties, get so upset when people wouldn't follow along and understand what I was saying, and she's like, "You got to stop that," you know. Like, and she helped reel me in. Yeah, I'm the same way too, DC. Like, there's a lot of things, uh, and I told you this from day one. We align on a lot of things, especially when we talk about these conspiracy theories and mm. how we view the world. And sometimes I feel like I got to harness myself back and. Um, and just talk to myself a lot of the times because I know if I were to say something to someone, they're going to look at me as if like, oh, yo, you're crazy. How could you believe that? How could you see that? And sometimes, you know. Whenever you talk to the 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 earth as being affirmed as God describes as opposed to, you know, the it's globe. It's like, like a tent. And, I, and, and, I, and it's in I, the I'm, Bible too. Exactly. But and it goes to ancient civilizations. And I, when I, I just kind of push it to some of the smarter people I know. And I said, I'm not really convinced the world's a globe. And it's like as if I killed my first child. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, no, why, I just, why, why do they take it so personal? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I, and in the beginning, I thought the flat earth were, were, were nuts. Don't make me wrong. Like, we've taught, been taught one thing. And I also think, you know, then we talk of conspiracies, like, do we really land on the moon? And then they, they just think I'm absolutely crazy. And then it's just like, well, that's, you got to be careful of that too, because, you know, you read something, you know, like it kind of resonates with you. And it's like, oh, am I supposed to believe this? And if I believe this, what do other people think? Mm-hmm. Like, but why does that make you crazy? Like, it's thinking of the box. Like, back in ancient civilizations, like, they had they blood, the ferment. And then for the longest period of time, and all of a sudden, the worldview changed to a globe. Well, they weren't thought crazy back then. Well, for having a mind switched over here, just because somebody tells you it looks like something, it's kind of funny that, like, you know, our world changes because of people pushing against that agenda about, you know, what the status quo is and you know, then then they didn't have pictures of the, of the world or whatever it is. And how do we know those pictures aren't doctored or CGI and everything? Exactly. Yeah. You know, like you know, it's it's funny how it's how easily manipulated some people can get with the by showing them a picture of something, regardless if it's real or not. And I get I get fooled from that too. I'm like, oh, I was showing Natalie pictures. I'm like, oh my god, like there's no dinosaurs ever existed, and they found this. And she's like, whoa, you know, ease up, man. And there's, ease. And there's also the thing about also giants existing. I believe that. I believe that too. Well, and it's also in the Bible too. It's in the, I know it's in the Bible, and like, but the problem with the Bible is not the Bible itself; 
It's people have been told over and over again that are just stories and they're not just stories. And there's actual some scientific proof behind it, but people don't want to believe it because they want to choose their own path to live. And that's why I find mostly people saying like, you know, they get, they, they have arguments with the Bible. Now there are things, if you don't know the Bible hundred percent, like, and I don't know either. Don't get me wrong. I'm just reading it. Like I'm still have, I'm almost full way through after all these years. I read it. I try to read every day, but I'm no, by, by no means an expert. I always talk to some experts and they're saying, well, there's some contradictions, but like, well, it depends on the context of what you're, you're reading about. The Bible was written uh, in a different language and translated. So some of it's lost in translation. You have to understand that as well. But I just don't like when people take one snippet of it and they say, well, like, for example, like, well, in this day and age, you can't eat pork. So it says over here in Leviticus, you can no longer eat pork and then you're unclean. Oh, the Bible's like, that's it. And they throw away and like, and they'll throw in some different verses. And we're not even talking about homosexuality or all the other stuff. I'm just talking regular food. Oh, like your, your garments, you can't mix two, two fabrics together. Oh, people do that. I guess we're not, I guess we're all going to hell. Let's throw the book. Let's do what we want. It becomes a problem. Right. And it's like, well, no, it's like, it's, I don't know. So even though things were written in the Bible and it's on, even in the ancients, like if you look in, in Egypt, they show the ferment and we're like, well, it's not just the Bible that talks about it. It's not like it's so other ancient civilizations. I'm pretty sure if you pulled up, um, what's called, uh, Atlantis, they would probably have a picture. There's all these ancient civilizations that talk about the world as a ferment. Yeah. We're the only one that's talked about it as a globe. As a globe. So are we that close-minded to believe that because we haven't seen it ourselves mm-hmm. we're just going to believe what nasa told us it was like i don't know cancel me i don't care I, yeah. I just i just don't know what to believe when it comes to the world i just yeah. don't and also even the the israelites also said the same thing um the firmament was called the rakia right Correct. and it was like it, there's so many bible verses that you can go through uh where we i don't know if it's uh if it's jobs Job, Job, Job. <laughs> okay, whatever. Crazy. <laughs> Can't okay. believe I just said that. Man. But um, he says God is looking at us through like a tent, and we're like mini grasshoppers. Do you know what that yeah, verse yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, and it's written everywhere. And I think the Bible too, it plays out reality as the way it's been written. So a lot of the things that happened, um, twenty twenty happened, and you can just read Bible verses, and it reflects. The current reality, you can go to like different places like um, current uh, Iraq, which was uh, Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia. everything is played out in the Bible that we're currently living in. What I want to know from you is why do you think people feel so attacked when you threaten their current view of reality and they're not open minded to at least listen to what you got to say? Because people won't have to change. Change to what? Because if it says something in the Bible, which it says you're not doing, which you want to do, like it, it goes back to your hedonistic ways, or you know, or, or by nature, our sinful ways, and mm-hmm. it goes like, like well, I want to continue to live in my bliss in this world in the sinful way I want, even though it doesn't give you fulfillment. But people don't want to change because it's hard mm-hmm. to be to listen to the Bible and to read to be a true Christian. Which, like, listen, I'm not perfect by any stretch. I, I pray to God every day and say, oh my God, like this is hard. It's not easy, right? It's Having this conversation was a big stumbling block for me because I'm worried about people like knowing my faith and then just canceling me because of what I'm saying. But I felt there was a calling I wanted to talk about because I want to talk about God and how much he's made a positive impact in my life. But it's not easy. You know, I got for a while, I still have family members like scoffing at me and saying, why don't you just go back to the Catholic Church? You know, why don't you do what we've told you to do all these years? And I'm like, because I don't agree that I don't, for me, in my path, 
God told me to, and I listened to what God told me to do. He told me to get out of the Catholic Church, and he showed me reasons why. Now, for me going into that, it was hard for me to go into it. It wasn't easy. So that's the answer. It's, it's not easy. You know, when you go in and it's like you're comfortable. People like the comfort zone. In order to make change, you got to get out of the comfort zone. And it's like, well, I need to make a change in my life. And it's years of programming. Oh, doing God. the same thing over and over. And I miss some of it. And it's an identity too. Yeah, of course. But you miss it. Like, oh, and let's be honest. I miss sometimes going to church on Christmas and seeing like going through and going through giving my kids that kind of stuff. And I miss kind of have some sort of fellowship in, in with around God. And like, even though it wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. I miss that, you know, like I miss having that, you know, fellowship with other like-minded Catholics and that. Now when I talk to a Catholic, I'm like, I know they're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And they're going, in my mind, I just have this cringe inside me because I know it's like, it's, it's a, a little bit of missing, missing out. But it's the right path for me because I just, I, I, I my sense of God and relationship with God is, is way better than I felt of that little bit of loneliness. Do you feel like you have a sense of judgment when you talk to Catholics? Even no. though no, no judgment. No, 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 no. I used to. Yes, to, eh? I used to. Um, the one thing that the Catholics don't know is uh, we never really were taught to read the Bible. I don't think some of them do. Don't give. Them, I was in high school. We taught, read the Bible, but not to dig in the meaning of it and all the like the cool like Bible codes. You ever have a chance to look at Bible codes? All the prophecies that the Bible has to talk about. Um, so it's it's not that that they they're not being good Catholics. It's like it's more of like a little of ignorance what happens. So like how the Vatican was started, right? There's books written about how you know the Catholic Church kind of they were using uh, using um, uh, confessions to extort people and to pay for the Vatican. Like I would have never known that. Like we don't read about that stuff too. So I can't go against the Catholic and say, oh, you don't even know what you're following because they that's never been brought to their light. And you know, again, everybody's path is different. So. Maybe you as a Catholic is the best way you get to know God by doing these certain things. So I cannot judge you for being a Catholic because you may be doing the best you can to have your relationship with God as long as you are having a relationship with him. To say that somebody can't be saved in the Catholic faith is ignorant. That's that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is like if somebody reached, if God reached out to you and showed you a different way and you turn your eye, you turn a blind eye to that to follow your own path and say, I don't care what, what you say. Then you have a problem. Then you have a problem. For someone who's listening right now who has maybe no faith in having Christianity or uh, Catholicism, what would you say is the difference between the two? Because I grew up as Christian, but I'm, to be honest, slightly uneducated on Catholicism. Mm -hmm. So if you could break that down on what the difference between the two is, because they kind of do have a lot of similarities. Okay, we pray, we go to church and all these, et cetera. How do you separate the two? So when I say I'm a Christian, I am a Bible-believing Christian. Follow the God's law, which is the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. uh, and follow Jesus' law and follow the word. If I have a question, I, I go to the Bible and ask for answers. I don't go ask a human. Mm-hmm. The Catholic faith is different, right? Like the Catholic faith, if you look at the, the Catholic uh, Cantonism, whatever they call it, whatever, like their little rules, they've actually changed the Ten Commandments. So one of the Ten Commandments used to be, you know, not, should not have idols, no idolatry, because at the time, right, there was, there's Baal, there's other gods, most, uh, Moloch, which are various, you know, sacrificing babies. And so God wanted to show he was the only God to differentiate himself. He said, no other gods, right? Mm-hmm. 
well, the Catholic faith, if you go into a church, like it's got idols everywhere, right? Yes. Just, because it was more, it was based on a pagan religion, which they did that. They've had, they prayed to the idols. So if you look at their actual 10 commandments, they've changed that. Right, so they've they've taken like the things the eighth or ninth commandment said, "Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods." Thou shalt not like, and they and they broke it into two, so they can have. It says, "Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife." Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods as one commandment in in, in Moses's ten commandments. Well, the Bible, so in, in the Catholic faith, they removed the idols and they made that one into "Thou shalt not covet the neighbor the, the neighbor's wife," mm-hmm. and then they made a second commandment. So they broke it into two, so they still have the ten commandments. Yeah, they have the Pope as the head of the priest as a, as and he is. Supposed to be, you know, God on earth, basically. So if you have questions, you go to him. You know, the Catholic faith teaches you to, you know, pray to Mother Mary, for example. You know, and, and whereas Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Like there's no way can get through me except no way to get to the Father except through me. So you're supposed to pray to God directly. When somebody asked the Lord, then how do we pray? Well, that's why he came up with our Father, right? He said, pray directly to God. Have your relationship to God. You don't go through any intermediaries. Right, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Catholic faith has lots of saints. Oh, you're missing something, you pray to the saint. You're missing that. Oh, you pray to Mother Mary because she'll soften the blow for you to talk to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, all that is is basically stealing the prayers from God. Jesus said, pray to him. I followed what Jesus said. So as, yeah. a Catholic, as a Christian, I believe that Jesus died, rose again three days later. Mm-hmm. He is a living God. So when you go into a Catholic faith, like a Catholic church, you, if you see a crucifix, you see the the dead Jesus, that's not my Jesus. My Jesus is the God. My, my Jesus is the God of the living. He's not dead on that cross. So that all this so bothers. So it's just different changes, different right? Changes, different, yeah. different things, like subtle things. They do the Catholic faith is also like a Gnostic religion, mm-hmm. which means it's uh, you got certain levels, right? They call them sacraments, right? And there's like you got the sacrament of baptism. So they they baptize an infant. Who versus Jesus, when you baptize Jesus, he wanted you to be make your own choice, right? So the real idea of baptism was you're supposed to make a physical and spiritual change. So you have to, you have to make a choice to follow God. The physical change was you got dunked in the water, so you're almost like you're drowning, living, breathing water. So I was done in, in Galilee, right? So and you're almost dying. So when you emerge, like your old past was death and then when you emerge out of the water now you are reborn in christ and now you the physical change and the spiritual change is now you're following god mm-hmm. from this day forward your old sin died in that water and that living died and we washed away your sins like again through jesus christ washing away your sins mm-hmm. now you're going to follow christ well in the catholic faith for example like the first first sacrament is baptism well they have a basin of water dead water they dunk a baby in there, and then you have a sponsor. What choice is the first thing? The baby hasn't done anything. It's, it's a baby. It's a baby. It's, are they? They're saying, "Well, we'll give you the power to, you know, for you to to treat this child and, and grow up in the in the faith, right?" Which is again, this I'm just saying these are differences, right? Whereas the tr- the, the, the the way that Jesus had taught it was, you have to make a physical change and a yeah. spiritual change. And then you have, you know, like First Communion, which is accepting of the host. And then you have Reconciliation, which is, you know, um, talking about your sins to a priest and absolve. Again, so the priest is supposed to absolve you of sins from doing certain amount of prayers and Our Fathers and Hail Marys. Well, you, you can't do penance that way. What Jesus said, the only way to wash away your sins is believing in him and saying thank you for him. Yeah. So these are kinds of things that I was contradicting to me, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then there's marriage or there's the priesthood. Anyway, those are, and then there's death. So those are the sacraments. So every level in Gnostic religion, you get a little bit of information, you pass this level, get a, li a little bit more information, and then yes. goes that way. You don't get all the information all at once. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the Bible it talks about Jesus, he's like, well, no, like you don't put a candle underneath a basket and let the and expect it to burn through. He's like, you, you should illuminate the whole room. You show them, like you give them all that information. Mm -hmm. Like, this is who I am. There's no like levels here and there too. Whereas if you go into conspiracies, like if you look at all of the, uh, you know, the cults and all those other, you know, and like the masons and all that stuff too, everything has levels, levels to it. Exactly the same yeah. way. So the Catholic faith is not the same as that, obviously, but you know, but there are certain levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's one verse um, which talks about you must be renewed in the spirit of the mind. Do you know? Have you heard that verse? Um, when you're talking about it. Me be renewed in the spirit of your mind. He's on the fly. You know we got to wrap up soon, right? Man, I'm just enjoying this conversation. <laughs> Our viewers right. may, might not be though. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, Ephesians four two, uh, um, four two verse twenty four. He's like, put off your old self, which belongs to your yes. former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put your and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness, yeah. right? So whenever I feel like I have done something that might not be aligned with, you know, God or Christianity, I always go back to that verse because it always talks about you can renew this spirit of yourself, which is like made in the God, the image of God. And by renewing yourself, you're just changing the spirit of the mind, right? Because mm -hmm. you're, the word of God is the mind of man, essentially, to, to me. So when you're talking about those things, the levels, I'm like, no, you can always change yourself anytime by tapping into the spirit of God. That's right. And uh, I just thought I should share that with you because it was aligning with everything that you're trying to say. I, I want to talk to you about your family, right? Because you're raising two girls right now. How would you feel if they were to say, you know what, dad, I don't want to go in the path that you're going with. And I want to go to Catholicism because eventually they're going to be out of your jurisdiction. They're going to be grown women. Mm -hmm. But as a father, I can imagine there's always going to be a part of like where you want to have influence on your kids. Well, How would you feel? About what that? I've learned, Owen, is not to push anybody because you explain the truth mm -hmm. through the power of the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit do the work for you in that kind of sense. You're not going to change anybody's mind. You're not going to change anybody forcefully. I can't change somebody to become a Christian when they're a Catholic or vice versa because of that, because you're just going to resent it. You're not really going to embrace it. So when it comes to my children, I will explain, I've been explaining to them like what God means and do like we pray like, you know, I try to instill more and more and I'm not always diligent with it. I understand that I'm still learning going down my own path, but I can't force them. You know, I, I put the path over there and I pray to God that, you know, they see the truth and they've tried to follow him and have their own path, whatever it's said. If that path leads to Catholicism, like, again, that's, that's not saying that it's a bad thing. Maybe that's the path God had set up for them. Maybe there's change they can do inside the Catholic Church, which I can do from the outside. You know, like I don't know God's path. And for me to to speculate on that is, you know, it, it would be silly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It just, it, it, it's it's not for me to decide. Right. But if they had a problem, if they're talking about Satanism, well, then there's a problem. <laughs> now we have a it's problem. It's like you're not yeah. a Chanelian anymore. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. Yeah. Um, to wrap things up, man, um, you left a part of you that had a, huge influence in you know the people you're connected with parents brother cousins relatives and etc are there relationships you lost along the way because 
of your change in? No, no. I, um, the relationships are still still strong. They're eh? still strong. They, when it comes to the topic, we just say like, again, I, I don't judge you. So like, you know, it's who's for you to say that this is not right for me. And it kind of stops at that point too. And, you know, I, I think now I, seeing that I'm not just a dumb kid saying that and I'm like, and I'm not the one mistake I think that people have when they, when they heard I left Catholicism was, is that, oh, you don't believe in God. I'm like, it's the actual opposite. I'm following God. The best I can do. So for you to rip me down because I don't think maybe just not part of my life, but I haven't lost a relationship because of me opting out of the out of the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If it happens, it's it's listen, it's it's their loss. I'm trying to help. You know what I mean? I don't, and I'm not a very vindictive person in that kind of sense. And I'm just like, what is it about the faith that I'm trying to be loving to my neighbors? Mm-hmm trying to be loving myself like say say thank you to god every single day and so i don't see what's wrong with that what do you have a problem with that yeah (laughs) yeah completely get it um any lasting words from your yeah my lasting words would be like pray sit there find out what your path is with god don't listen to somebody else says pray directly to god to jesus and say like listen like what do what is your path for me because something this earth can't tell it to you like at the end of the day, when you die, there's going to be one judgment and you can't turn and say, well, this guy told me to follow this. So I listened to him. And when God turns around and says to you, yeah, but I showed you this path, who are you going to answer? Who's, what's going to be, who's, mm-hmm. what's going to be your answer when he says that? Right. So, yeah. Great words, DC. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been episode 27 of the DC Talks podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe here on YouTube and also subscribe rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify. You can leave a five-star rating on that as well, too. We want to thank you once again for tuning in every single week. We really appreciate it. DC, where can they find you? Well, the best way is probably like obviously all social media, but if you want to find how you can find these podcasts, just go to my uh, go to my Instagram, uh, David V. Cinelli underscore Realtor. There's the link tree over there. If you click on the link tree, it'll lead you either to audio podcasts, which you can download, or the YouTube subscription as well. Amazing. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye.